0: Hey, this is Bruce. I'm the pastor of the Word Church, Kimberley. I'm so glad that you're joining us on our podcast today. I trust that Jesus will speak to your heart, that you'll be strengthened with faith, and that you'll experience the breakthrough that you're looking for. Enjoy the message. So today, um, I, I want to I speak about... Um, I had a dream to about two, two days ago, and I woke up singing that the, um, similar version to the song we sang this morning, About here I am, Lord, send me. And um, I don't know, you I, do you have the lyrics there? If we can just get it up. We're just going to read it. It's one of those songs that is like our to sing. Like it, it almost hurts you a little bit to sing it, Lord. Um, but I, you know, we need to... We need to realize, like, um, I'll finish my point. Let's read this again. If it's loving one another, that's, it's Start from, if it's bandaging the broken or washing filthy feet, here I am, Lord, send me. If it's loving one another, even when we don't agree, here I am, Lord, send me. If I'm poor or if I'm wealthy, I'll serve you just the same. Here I am, Lord. Send me. You know, like everything is like, you know, on the mountain or the valley, I will choose to praise. Here I am, Lord. Send me. If I'm known by how I love, let my life reflect how much I love you. Next. And before you even ask, my answer will be yes, because I love you. If the truth cuts like an arrow, I will say it anyway. Here I am, Lord. There's some of you guys that just say it anyway. Some, some, some of you don't have a problem <laughs> with that. <laughs> if it means that they'll reject me, Lord, I'll still obey. Here I am, Lord, send me. When I'm standing in your glory, I'll be glad I chose to say, here I am, Lord, send me. And um, yeah, I, I remember. I was reminded of the verse in Luke. I think it's Luke 19, where Jesus speaks about, um, tells a parable, and he says, "Occupy until I come." And it was like the Lord just spoke to me, and he said, "You "You must occupy." But so many of us are preoccupied. We're preoccupied with, with so much, and I know in my own life how easy it is to to be distracted, to to be distracted in. In in life's cares and 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 to almost deviate from from what we're called to be, yeah, amen. Come on, you can you can be preaching, you can be running cell groups, you can be serving in the church, and you can be preoccupied. You can be preoccupied, and and it's like the Lord just wanted to just set things something straight today, and uh, and just get back to ah. Uh, be sent to be called to be chosen and um, and to to give us that, yes uh, speaking about chosen uh, again I don't know how many of you guys watched the chosen watch the chosen who hasn't seen the chosen yet yes yeah, people go on YouTube it's Mahala, or you can get the app and you can watch it um, and it's it's really gives such a nice spin and especially I don't know, for me because I read a lot of the the gospels I read it over and over. They, they just put some um, some really good um, uh, light on on what it must have been like. I think it's really good. But uh, when Jesus comes to the disciples and he says, "Follow me," you know, and how they just like abandon certain things in their lives, just like yeah, I'm done with this. You know, this is what I've been looking for my whole life, and I'm following. I'm following him, and uh, so let's 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 speak about that how do you guys know that the lord has a habit of using the most unordinary normal unpopular whatever people to do the most extraordinary things the most phenomenal things he's got he's got the habit of doing that you know taking a loser taking turning him into a a, a champion giving 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 someone who doesn't have a voice and blesses him and puts him on a place and speaks the truth. Eh? Come on. And, and, um, and, and I, there's, there's not a doubt in my heart that we need to realize that every person is, um, has this calling from God. If he's yeah, if Jesus is here today, he's going to each one of you and saying, follow me. You know that, that thing saying that, you know, that guy is called or that guy is called. Every one of you are called. I just think we get preoccupied with nonsense, um, with, with trying to be something in life, trying to be rich, trying to be healthy, or trying to have that, or, you know, how many of you have made a bargain with God and said, Lord, if you do that for me, then I will do that? You're lying. <laughs> you won't do it. I'm just saying, I know it because I know it. I've said it. And uh, the invitation is not... Lord, let's talk. Let's get this sword. Because I know the moment I've said, the moment I get that, I change the contract. Lord, okay, thank you, but I'm not quite there yet. First, get this done. And and yet, when Jesus uh, comes to the disciples, he says, "Follow me." The one thing that that brought Peter was the abundance. All of the you know the fish filled the boat. Remember, watch The Chosen, (laughs) or read your Bible, either one. And uh, um, the the other one, he said, to the one who said, leave everything behind you. Turn your back on all of that, you know, follow me. Um, And uh, people hear that and say, no, it can't be done. But he ends up giving you more. He ends up giving you more. Okay, anyway, so let me get into the... Um, into did you get what I was looking for? And yeah, all right. You know what we do? What I've found in life, what we do is, I'm just going to use this as a prop. One of the ways that we get preoccupied is, not that. One of the ways that we get preoccupied is we measure people. Look at him. Achnevat, you need to come up a bit in life. You are, I'm a better Christian than what you are. And we look to the next person, we say, yes, like, but you're, you're doing a lot, but I think you're too religious, so you need to come down a bit. And so we're constantly looking at people and trying to identify, looking at their lives, you know. I told someone this week, some people feel they've got the gift of discernment. There's no such thing, just by the way. <laughs> That's wrong in their life, and that's wrong in their life. You can discern, and there's what the Bible calls the discerning of spirits. But some people's gift of discernment is just gossip. It's just gossip. You get caught in speaking about other people. get caught in pointing the the faults in their lives. And you get a a false um, sense of edification of false sense of wisdom, but it's just because you're, you're you're actually caught in gossip, in the nature of the accuser, ain't no? And uh, God wants to get us out of that, and get us into a place where our eyes are on Jesus, and where it's got, it's got nothing to do with the person next to me. And I've just seen so many people lose their joy because their eyes are on the people around them. and And it's hard because when we get distracted we don't realize we're distracted we don't realize we're deceived and th- someone says hey wake up you know look look away from it look to me amen so say here i am lord send me it's one of those 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 quotes that come wednesday you'll remember ish <laughs> ah i remember i remember um for those who have been walking a journey with the Lord for a long time or for a while, or maybe, maybe you're in um, a new phase in your life, in, in experiencing the Lord. You know when you discover him and He calls you, it's like, "Wow." But there comes a point almost where I think the Lord allows your heart to be broken. Now, how many of you guys have, have gone through that, where, you've, where you feel, "I am following you, but it's like at the cost of something." Yeah. Sometimes it's a, a relationship. Sometimes it's someone that you, that you love, that you feel, oh, and it's like the Lord says, trust me, and your heart is breaking. Sometimes you made a decision, and um, it's got to do with your calling and your, or got to do with your career, and uh, these things begin to, to come off of you. And God is, does that sometimes. And he allows us to be dependent on him. Um, I'm in a place now where I'm so thankful for the times that my heart was broken. Yeah, but it wasn't like it when I was there. You know, I'll never forget uh, um, my first breakup with a girl. And I knew, man, I thought this is the one for me. This is the one that the Lord has prepared for me. And I'm going to get married to her and whatever. And my heart broke. And I'm crying like a girl, oh, and looking at all the photos and throwing it away. But for then, it was real and it was hard. I remember losing everything and, and then the Lord allowing um, to shape, something to shape in my life. And he somehow uses that and he's like, trust me. There's so many people sitting in that place right now with things you don't understand Lord, you're good, but why is things falling apart in my life? And um, I'm not saying, uh, we must be very careful to sermonize a problem and to say, you know, the Lord is making this happen. Um, I think the Lord allows certain things to happen, but just so that we can be closer to Him, so that we can be close to Him. So if that's you, you know, it's not, it's not a permanent place, Okay. The Lord is actually making you strong, turning what, what is actually out there to break you, and that's going to make you. Amen? Is it going to put you in a place that's going to, that's going to um, be your strength, right? Okay, so um, just a reminder, I wanted to just read this, Genesis 45, I've read this a few times in the church, but it just hit me again today. Genesis 45, let's, let's read. Uh, verse 5, so this is where Joseph, um, basically on the end of his journey, on the end of his dream that he had, after being sold, after being um, going through years of slavery, uh, being a prisoner, promoted, again demoted, promoted, everything, and he gets to the end of his dream where his brothers are bowing in front of him years and years later. And he has this revelation. Don't be distressed and disheartened or vexed and angry with yourselves because you sold me here. For God sent me ahead of you to preserve life. And I always think about that. What an interpretation. Sometimes you just need an interpretation. You know, um, last year, two years ago, I preached about this verse and I said, sometimes we think we need an intervention when you actually need an interpretation. God, get me out of here. Please help, save, save me. And you forget, no, maybe he sent you there. Maybe you're there where you are for a reason. You see, a calling is about the people around you. It's about the people that you're sent to. <laughs> Can you, yeah, you believe that? You know what? Yeah, anyway. And, and, and in my life, in your life, you would have seen it. Those places, you're sent there. You're sent there. Every day, the, the places that you go, the people you're amongst, you're sent there. You're there for a reason. Say, I'm sent. I'm sent. And, and um, yeah, you're sent. Amen. All right. So, um, so don't get preoccupied, right? Don't, don't get preoccupied. with nonsense. So he calls us. All right. Let's go to 1 Samuel in in Samuel chapter 3. I love this story. Now the boy Samuel ministered to to the Lord before Eli. The word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no frequent or widely spread vision. At that time, Eli whose eyesight had dimmed so that he could not see, was lying down in his own place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was. And Samuel was lying down. When the Lord called Samuel, he answered, here I am. He ran to Eli and said, here I am. You called me. Eli said, I did not call you. Lie down. Yeah, I got I've said that to my kids before, in the middle of the night. How many you guys' parents have done that? Lie down. Go to sleep. So he went and lied down. The Lord called again, Samuel. Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, here I am. You, you did call me. Eli answered, I did not call you, son. Lie down again. As <laughs> Samuel did not yet know that it was the Lord. And the word of the Lord was was not yet revealed to him. The Lord called Samuel the third time. And he went to Eli and said, here I am. You did call me. And then Eli perceived that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli said to Samuel, go lie down. And if he calls you, you shall say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. The Lord came and stood and called us, um, called as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. And the Lord said, your servant is listening. Man, there is, there is a time, if not now, in your life where you heard the Lord calling you. Where you just felt, yeah, Lord. And yeah, I, I experienced it, yeah, in my being. It's like, yes, Lord, I hear you. I hear you. The book of Hebrews, it says, today, when you hear his voice, don't harden your heart. Today, when you hear his voice, don't harden your heart. How many of you are living in a hard heart right now? You know, come on. Just in a hard heart. You're caught in the reasoning of the world. You're caught in looking and reasoning. Lord, where are you? What's going on? But he comes from the inside and he calls you. He calls you. Yeah, and we need to become like a child. Remember when I was a kid, about 11, 12, I'll never forget this. I was standing outside, and, and I put a bottle behind me like this. I put it behind me, and I took a, a clot of, of um, uh, mud or whatever. I said, Lord, if you love me, you'll let this thing hit the bottle. And I threw it, and I just said, donk, donk. <laughs> And I ran inside. <laughs> I got so scared. But I knew that he loves, he loves me. So, so we get into like this hard knot. And sometimes we pray, God, be more real to me. No, be more real to him. Be more real to him. You're not real. God is more real than the person sitting next to you. <laughs> He's more real than, than the cycle that you're in, that you got yourself caught in. Be more real to him. Be more real to him. Um, and, and you'll, you'll experience um, that calling. Wow, 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 wow. Um, John 21. I should have read this earlier, but I'll read it now. John 21. Verse 22, or verse 21. John 21, 21, quite easy. When Peter saw him, he said to Jesus, Lord, what about this guy? What about him? Yeah, what about him? Jesus said to him, if I want him to stay until I come, what is that to you? You follow me. You follow me. Peter speaking, Jesus was speaking to him about his race that he has to run. The cup that he has to drink from, you know. Um, Just told him, he said, are you prepared to drink from the cup from which I'm going to drink? Telling him in the manner that he was going to die. He said, when you're old, people will carry you. Where you don't want to go. It's not in the it's not in the Bible. It's in the Apocryphes, but I'll just read it as interesting, and not necessarily as truth. But I'll I'll just uh, tell you the story. Apparently, there was a time where where um, Peter was about to be captured, and he ran out the the city, and he got this this. Um, this vision, an open vision of Jesus walking into the city. He said, Jesus, where are you going? He said, I'm going to go die again because you were supposed to do this. You know, and, uh, and apparently, according to that story, he went back in the city. And for those who don't know, Peter was crucified upside down um, because he said he's not worthy to die the same death as Christ. So they crucified him upside down. That is true, that I know. But that's his race. His race. That was the race that was sent before him. So what about this guy? What about that guy? What about, a, how does he get to earn so much? How does he get to do that? Why does he, It's like Jesus says, what is it to you? You've got your own race to run. You know, get out of the stadium. Run your race. Run your race. 1 Corinthians 9, I think it is. It says, run your race. Run your race race. Stop running other people's race. Stop being a pro at telling other people how to run their race. Get your eyes on Jesus and run your race. <laughs> I'm talking to you today. Um, You've got to run your race. Amen? You've got to run your race. Ah, oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. All right, let's, let's, let's do Isaiah 6, verse 8. We've got Stefan, who needs Bibles. <laughs> also, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Then said I, here I am. This is the thing about God. He doesn't force anything on you. He calls you. He calls you. He, um, there was a preacher who gave um a explanation on what it means to be called and what it means to be chosen. Because he said many are called, and few are chosen. He said there's he saw it as a door, he saw called on like there where the exit sign is. And as he walked through the door, he looked behind him and he saw it said chosen. And so the calling comes to us all and say, yes, Lord, I'll follow you. Does that mean I must quit my job, Bruce? Come on, guys. Come on, come on. Please don't, 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 don't miss what I'm saying. You know God's voice and what he's telling you. And if that's you and you, you uh, decide, no, I must quit my job, please come speak to me. Please come speak to me. Let me help you. Let me give you some advice. Don't do, do, be unsure about certain things. Come on, I'm like really serious. I'm really serious. Come speak, to, come speak to someone before you make like a life-altering call. But if the Lord speaks to you and He's been calling you to do something, we'll um, start, it'll start um, today. Amen. Ah, run your race. Run your race. Here's a big one. John 20, verse 21. John 20, verse 21. And then we've got to do, these are scriptures that you know that you need to hear. Jesus said to them, peace to you, just as the Father has sent me, so I'm sending you. As the Father has sent me, so I'm sending you. So what is, how has God sent you? You know this is one thing. before you can be sent, you must be called. <laughs> before you can be sent, you must be called. And so I could Hendrik, I kicked by you this morning because I realized that the Lord has called you, and when He calls you, like I said, sometimes He allows things to, to break. He allows things in your life to. Um, to break and to so he's calling you close. And and all those things that you want to do is like that's what I'm going to do in your life. Maybe not the way that you think that it's going to be done, but I'm going to do it in your life. Pause there. Remind me of my thought. 1 John 2 verse 27. Have you got that? Youth Pastor Robbie. 1 John 2 verses 27. Let's just I just want you to read that. Uh, Read this. As for you, the anointing which you receive from him abides in you, and you have no need that anyone should instruct you. But just as his anointing teaches you concerning everything and is true and is not false, here we go. So you must abide in his anointing, has taught you to do. And that's the process of where some of you might find yourself at. Now is the time to abide in him. Yeah, but it hurts. Stay close to him. Yeah, but that's, this stuff is going wrong. Stay close to him. Stay close to him. This deceptive thing that we think that things have to be right in order for me to be living my purpose is nonsense. Absolute nonsense. Hey, Okay, anyway. Thank you, Robbie, What was I preaching about? <laughs> no, don't worry. Don't worry. I'm I've, 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 I'm here. All right. Just as the Father sent me, <laughs> so send I you. So send I you. I had a, a vision that carried me through a very difficult time in my life, and it still does. I said, Lord, this is me, and I'm here. Everything can go wrong, and I'm I'm safe, I'm perfect, I'm in you. No matter what goes wrong around me, he's right. I'm right in your hands. Okay? We need to interpret our situations differently. You need to interpret the the difficult boss that you're working with. You need to interpret differently. The person that's hard on you right now You need to find a way to interpret it differently. The things that's hurting you, interpret it. Change the perspective. Allow the Lord to to work um, in your life. Amen. He's not trying to teach you something. He's trying to set you up for something. (laughs) He's setting you up for something. Amen. I'm not saying that everything is a good thing. And some of the people that are giving you a hard time, like Isaiah 54, it says, they will bow to you. <laughs> Maybe not yet, but they will. All right, um, Jeremiah 1, you know, but let's read it together, Jeremiah 1, where he says he's called. All right, are you enjoying it? Lord speaking to you. I had something completely, like last night I was praying, bless you, last night I was praying about um, what I need to pray and uh, what I need to preach, and I want, it falls in line very much with what I'm doing today about being preoccupied with life's distractions, but I know that this is, this is, a, this is a word straight from God's heart, straight from his heart. Okay, the word of the Lord came to me, verse 4. Saying, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I separated and set you apart. I consecrated you. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Guys, not every preacher has a microphone. And a church. Listen, please, let's address it. Not every preacher is banned. You're a preacher. You're a preacher. You're a prophet. Romans 8 verse 19. All creation is waiting for. Manifestation of the pastors. Pastors. Manifestation of the prophets. Manifestation of the apostles. What is he waiting for? Sons and daughters. Amen. That's you. All right. And then we'll read one more. Romans 8 verse 29. He says, For those whom he foreknew, means he knew long before, the same verse as Jeremiah 1, before you were formed in the womb, I knew For those whom he foreknew, of whom he was aware of beforehand, he destined from the beginning, he foreordained them to be molded into the image of his Son and share inwardly his likeness, that he, Christ, might be the firstborn amongst many brethren. Wow. Many brethren, that's the truth. That's the truth of who we are. In Christ, that's who we are. Come, how many of you guys know what it means to be molded? Well, watch Netflix. they will show you how they're trying to mold us, conform us into something. Huh? But Christ, He molds us, foreordaining us to look like, to walk like, to share the likeness of His Son, that Christ may be the firstborn among many brothers. Amen. So um, Paul said this to Timothy, I think in 2 Timothy chapter 1, he says, um, God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. He also says, I need you to stir up the gift. I need you to remind yourself. I found I need to remind myself, and I need to stir up the gift. What gift? That which was imparted, okay? The imparted, the anointing. I didn't read Isaiah 63. We should have read Isaiah 63. But today, we, I, I feel there's people been sitting in this church or, and other churches before they came to our church and the Lord has, has spoken to you for a long time. He's calling you. He's calling you. He's calling you. You hear him calling you, calling you, calling you. And it's just like, as you're about to step out of the boat, you those guys that feel the water. Yeah, but. <laughs> but seriously, what if, we, what if we just took the message and we ran with it? What if, we just, what if we just accepted that call and said, here I am, Lord. Here I am, Lord, use me. Here I am, Lord, use me. And he will, he will, he will. Yeah. Someone got a, right now, just, I don't know who it was, but just got a, um, a sense in my heart. Someone had a dream to speak to our mayor. Or had this idea just to go speak to the mayor. If that's you, that's God's voice. <laughs> go speak to him. Go speak to him. If some, whatever dream it is. I remember when I was in high school, I went to my principal. I think that I share this. I might have. I went to my principal. I said, I need to speak to the school. I need to preach to the school. Give me an assembly. And they, he laughed at me. He said, no, it's all right. We like your zeal and whatever. Next principal came in, I went in, I said, I need to preach to the school. You know, I want to see the whole school saved. He also laughed at me. Third principal just looked at me and said, not going to happen, son. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. I went, eventually after Bible school, they phoned a preacher to come preach at the school, and I came in there. I walked in there. I'll never forget. It was more or less about the time that I went to go pick up my matric certificate. And when I got there, they didn't have me on the system. I was like, I have wasted 12 years of my life here. (laughs) I'm not even there. I stood there and I preached to that that school. I remember saying, "Um, you guys probably won't remember me. And the the teachers got up and said, we remember you. We remember the impact that you had. But seriously, you you don't realize the impact that that you have on people's lives. Till one day, that principal came and sat here in our church and I stood Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Introduced myself as Pastor Bruce. <laughs> Which I normally don't. Come on, get, get your heart stirred. Um, I read through the book of Ecclesiastes. It's in, it's in a very, very dark time of Solomon's life. It's not a, it's not a good book to read if, you, if you're in a dark time of your life. Everything is vanity. Everything is for nothing. You know, there's nothing good. There's nothing new. You just have to live and enjoy your life and die. Basically, Ecclesiastes. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 15, he says, no, 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 it's not that. It's not about living, just being happy. There's purpose. And that's why it says sober up. You know, get, get, get equipped with the word. You've got purpose. And yes, it's possible to live a life that is purposeless. But it doesn't mean that you don't have a purpose. Give God something to work with, and, and, and you'll see what he'll do with you. We can do more. So what I felt what we're going to do is... Um, um, we're gonna, I, I want us to sing that song, but you, can you just put the, the track on for us? Uh, send me. Uh, I, I want us to give our, our, our yes to God. Our yes to God. I want us to give our yes to Jesus. And you might say that you've, you've, given, you've said yes. There's one thing to allow Jesus in your heart. There's one thing to give your life to him. Two things. It's almost like you get engaged and get married. You know, get the engagement ring and you get the married ring. And um, today I think we need to do that. I think we need to give our yes to Jesus. Well, I trust that message blessed you. Please feel free to contact us for any prayer requests or feedback. We would love to connect with you. You can follow the Word Church Kimbley on any social media platform and become a part of our online community. Be blessed.